Welcome to U.S. China, searching for common ground. Welcome to the introductory teaser episode of a new podcast series called U.S. China: Searching for Common Ground.、Uh, my name is Kyle Munson, and I'm a co-host. I'm a longtime journalist and interested in、uh, these issues. And I'm with Professor David Skidmore of Drake University. Maybe the first thing I should do is explain why David and I. Are、uh, the hosts for this particular podcast series? And、uh, first of all, David,、uh, welcome to the intro episode. I guess. Thanks, Cal.、Um, really、happy to be doing this project with you. This is going to be a lot of fun. And, and the first thing that I think about is I'm thinking back to 2012 and sitting with you in the basement of the Iowa State Capitol building when there was a extensive, lavish state dinner happening just above us in the rotunda. With the then vice president of China, Xi Jinping, and the then governor of Iowa, Terry Branstad,、um, it was the it was it was a big moment, and that's、uh, I think we met that year. Although we have many various other Iowa ties, but why don't you just tell listeners why you are involved in this podcast, your kind of personal journey with this with these issues? Well, I remember that that evening as well. Unfortunately, we didn't get fed、uh, that night. We、uh, went hungry. <laughs> But we were in the basement, and I remember sitting next to you and and、uh, typing in some some comments and reactions and and background as、uh, we watched a live feed of the proceedings. That was、uh, there was a, a fun moment I thought when、um, uh, Governor Terry Branstad、uh, was toasting、uh, who, what was then Vice President Xi Jinping and recalling Xi's visit to Iowa in 1984. He said. Uh, that Branstad mentioned that he was governor of Iowa back then.、Uh, she was just a young provincial official, but you know now they were back together in 2012, and、uh, she was about to become president of the world's largest country. And、uh, whereas on the other hand, Governor Branstad was still stuck in the same job. <laughs>、yeah. That was a nice moment. Yeah, yeah. History has a, a strange way of, of kind of making those. Those milestones happen,、um, and we're going to get into some of that particular history in,、uh, throughout the course of this podcast. Now, so we were there together. You were there as a you know professor at Drake studying these issues, and I was a, a journalist、uh, covering a lot of this territory、uh, from the Iowa angle. But the, Iowa has been so important in the U.S.-China relationship now for for quite some time. But so you've been studying these issues for decades at Drake, right? Yeah, I teach international relations at, at Drake. I, I've been at Drake since 1989, actually, which I guess、uh, kind of dates me. But I caught the China bug in 1996 when my family, my two, my wife and two daughters and I, we we、uh, pulled up stakes and went to China for a year. I taught at, in a graduate program at Nanjing University. It was a life-changing kind of experience. For all of us, really, and so since then, I've I've developed a focus on in my research and my teaching, as well as personally. And in China, I've been back many times. I've led groups of students and and senior citizens to China. I spent a year in Hong Kong in 2010. So 
I'll, I'll be teaching this course on U.S.-China relations in the spring. This is only the second time I've, I've taught it at Drake, but I'm really looking forward to doing it at this particular moment. So just to explain my background, uh, my thumbnail background in relation to these issues, it pales in comparison to your experience, David. But you know, as a journalist, uh, I spent 24 years at the Des Moines Register, and I really started to uh, cover the China-U.S. relationship a little bit more with the rise of Xi Jinping and then realizing his particular history with Iowa. And so I was on the ground covering his visit in 2012 and you know when he was visiting Iowa farms and communities and really kind of reintroducing himself to the world. And then in 2017, I uh, won a grant from the Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting and took a trip to China as uh, Ambassador Terry Branstad was starting his tenure there. And it was also then the Trump administration, of course. And I would say that th- at that moment in 2017, we went to the went there to do that project and a series of stories and videos and everything else with um, my colleague at the time, Kelsey Kramer, that was really a little bit of the last gasp of hope before the trade war really uh, took root and kind of the more the a lot of the more recent narrative of U.S.-China relations took hold. Um, so it was an interesting time to, to visit China, and that's just part of my kind of thumbnail background. It really kind of, uh, you know, highlights that the, the fact that, that the register was so interested in, in uh, you know, covering China highlights the special ties between Iowa and China, which go back actually uh, all the way to Robert Ray in the 70s, um, proceed even Xi's visit in, in 84. And they're, they're pretty deep. And we're actually going to talk to some people during this series who have been involved in building those relationships. And it'll be interesting to hear their take on, is it possible to keep up those kinds of people-to-people relationships during a time when the governments aren't getting along very well. Yeah, well put. And that's, I mean, I guess that's another facet of this I've seen in my volunteer life. I've also gotten involved in citizen diplomacy, Iowa's relationship with other nations and states around the world. And um, yeah, that's an important component to all this discussion too. So let's, but let's talk a little bit more specifically. You mentioned the class. So how is this, how do you, how should we explain this series, this podcast series in relation to your class and how the two feed off each other? Well, you know, over the years, I've developed a, a lot of connections with, with folks in China and here who know a lot more about China or specific aspects of the relationship than I do. And so I thought, you know, students always love to hear from people other than me. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> and so so uh, giving them the chance to, to hear from and, and, and interact with some people who have real expertise on various aspects of relationship I thought was, was a good idea. And, you know, we're, I'm going to be teaching the course fully remotely anyway. And so it makes sense to use the technology to connect people to students. And if we're going to do that, then why not, you know, share some of those interviews with the world. And so the, the class and the podcast, I think, go together quite well. We mentioned a little bit about this, just the developing U.S.-China relationship through the, you know, the leadership of Xi Jinping on, in China and Trump here in America. So why is it important uh, to talk about these issues now as we turn the calendar to 2021? Well, we started this conversation by, you know, reminiscing a little bit about Xi's visit to Iowa in 2012. And, and that was a time when there was a lot of anticipation and hope that relationship which 
wasn't bad at that time would become even stronger uh, in a positive way. You know, but even as she was sharing toasts with Governor Branstad and, and the guests there, there were protests going on outside the Capitol building by Chinese Americans who protested China's policies in Tibet and in Taiwan. And that kind of, you know, underlined that, that there are some real differences in perspective among Chinese, but also between the U.S. and China. So now we find ourselves eight years later in a very, very different environment politically between the U.S. and China. There have always been ups and downs since the normalization relations in the 70s. There have always been within the United States uh, differing perspectives on whether China's a threat or whether China's, you know, our relationship with China is should be more cooperative. But now things have really shifted uh, in a very one-sided direction. Within the U.S., those groups that in the past would rush to defend a positive relationship with China, particularly business people and academics, uh, that ballast, so to speak, for the relationship is really uh, weakened at the same time that military intelligence folks, now that we're moving past the focus on the Middle East and the war on terror, are now really devoting their attention to China as a rising power. And so there's no longer kind of a two-sided debate. There's only a debate about whether to be tough on China or even tougher on China, right? So that's a big shift. And then in terms of the actual relationship between the U.S. and China, the number of big issues that where divisions have arisen, the South China Sea, the Taiwan are... are have long been around, but now with China's policies in Xinjiang or in Hong Kong, the, the terms of our trading relationship worries about Chinese espionage or intellectual property, the Belt and Road Initiative. These, the, the, the number of issues across which we have conflict has really grown. At the same time, the number of areas where we have any kind of cooperation going on has really shrunk. So this is a kind of point where we could either slide into something like a Cold War. And we've been through the Cold War. It was costly for both sides. Or we could find a way to try to stabilize relationships short of that. It's going to be a competitive relationship. The question, though, is can we find some solid ground, some common ground, that would allow us to to pull back from the brink, so to speak. So that's being in the title of the podcast. We're kind of asking, where is the common ground and uh, can we even have it, I guess, going forward? All right. So that's a great kind of introduction to the, the heart and the scope of the series. What about, uh, let's preview maybe a couple of the topics or speakers that we, we, uh, we're going to have in the coming months. Well, I'll mention one, for instance, Professor Wu Xinho of Fudan University. He's a dean of a center on Chinese and American studies there at Fudan. Fudan is second or third ranked uh, university in China. It's very prestigious in Shanghai. And Wu Xinbo is a prolific writer about U.S.-China relations. He, he's often quoted in major U.S. newspapers. And he's one who who basically argues that we need to, to recover some grounds for cooperation. And he's written about how we might go about doing that. So 
he's one of several Chinese scholars that we're going to interview as a way of making sure that we, we kind of have perspectives from both the U.S. and the Chinese side. And to mention an example of the guests we'll have from here in the United States, you know, another range of academics, politicians, journalists, and more, uh, we'll have Matt Sheehan and Holly Hu with the Paulson Institute based in Chicago. Now, I connected with them in recent years, as you know, David, uh, when they were producing another podcast called Heartland Mainland. And this was around the time of the start of the U.S. presidential election. So they also used Iowa as a focal point for looking at the U.S.-China relationship, you know, delving into specific industries and issues. Uh, Matt also has spent a lot of time uh, looking at Silicon Valley and its relationship with China. So that's that's just one example of how we're going to continue this U.S.-China conversation across the podcasting platform um, and now as we enter the start of the Biden administration. Yeah, the timing is perfect because, you know, a new presidency, a whole new foreign policy team in, in Washington. And, you know, the, the start of a new presidency always offers the opportunity for rethinking policy, resetting relations. Whether that will successfully be the case in, in U.S.-China, we'll see. But this is the, the moment, I think, to for folks to come forward with ideas and perspectives and to help shape what what we hope might be a more productive path. Well, hey, we, I, we look forward to having these conversations throughout the semester and to all of you for listening to us in what I guess will be maybe David's largest class to date with, uh, with the, the barriers of the classroom broken down and uh, everybody on Zoom during the pandemic. Uh, so look for, we're going to have about seven or so episodes of this podcast coming up in early 2021. Look for it wherever you listen to podcasts. We're uh, hosted on the Anchor platform and you can hear us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you prefer. If you have any feedback, you want to reach out to us, we'll have contact information in the description of the podcast. Or, David, maybe you can just give your email address as well. So my email is david.skidmore at drake.edu. And it should be fun. I'm looking forward to this. That's great. All right. Thanks so much. We will see you soon.